1: This is the Minnesota Tim Podcast on a Thursday morning. And wow, are we loaded with content today. The things that came out this week is extraordinary for the middle of June. And um, I'm so pleased, as always, Thursday morning, it's a grind session. Jake, he's back. Jake, how are you doing today? Doing good.
2: What the heck was that intro?
1: That was a fellow employee of mine or coworker of mine, not employee of mine. We work at Transform Church, and on Tuesday, we were making a lot of weird noises, and we were having fun. And I thought, you know what? Let me record these weird noises, and then we can listen to these weird noises. And then I thought, well, why not make this weird noise a part of the podcast intro? So I'm trying it out.
2: There you go. Now we just got to, like, dub over some some lyrics that are, like... Like, this is the Minnesota Tim podcast show. Or okay, something. let's try
1: this. Okay, let me replay it again. I'll play it a little <laughs> lower.
2: Okay. And then... I can mean, come up with some lyrics. Okay, R- right off not, the top of your head? No, heads? probably not right now. Maybe next okay. week I'll come back to you with some with some beautiful lyrics.
1: Okay, well, why don't you go and say, this is the Minnesota Tim podcast show while I play it again, and then (laughs) that will be our new intro.
2: Okay, ready? Okay, we'll start with that. Minnesota Tim. Jake's Takes. The Minnesota Tim Podcast Show. How's that? That that sounded really good. I might use that moving forward next week. I didn't know how long it was. So I didn't know when to, you know, because the, the goal would probably be to end when that ends, but I just mm-hmm. in the middle. Well, it sounded good. Uh, it's about 20 seconds. Okay. Yep. Maybe, like I said, maybe I'll write you some lyrics. Maybe I, you know, I do play a few instruments. Maybe I can figure out how to record it with quality audio and send you over a new open. Mm. Wow. I got nothing going on. Well, this week would be tough, but I, mostly I have nothing going on. So.
1: You're an amazing mind. I'll do my best. How's my audio this morning so far? Because I just realized I'm on the wrong internet.
2: So far, you're good. Okay, good,
1: good. Just making sure. Um, Perfect. We were having a conversation off the air, as we do, about holding the pee on. And I shared a story about how on Tuesday I held my pee for an extraordinary amount of time at work. And I was telling my coworkers about it. I was like, I held my pee for a long time. And um, we even made a song about it. I still have to pee. Ha, 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 ha. I still have to pee. Anyway, um, that's a different story for a different time, although I just shared the story. Yeah, There's much
2: more to that story than what you just
1: shared. <laughs> and here's the complex part of holding your pee. So you know how when you lift weights or you you shoot a basketball, mm-hmm. you're training your muscles to do it over and over again, Mm -hmm. and you're getting better, you're getting stronger, you're getting faster, whatever. When you hold your pee, it's the exact opposite. You would think that you're training your muscles to hold your pee even longer, but you're actually decreasing the power in your bladder muscles and you're weakening your bladder
2: system interesting i've never once thought about it so yeah if that is true that's yeah i suppose that's fascinating i tried
1: to google what's the longest someone's held their pee because i thought i was going for the guinness world book of records (laughs) but uh there's not a guinness world book of records for the longest pee because i mean how is someone supposed to know how long someone's
2: holding their pee for well with all of those records like they it's like they have actual like record checkers. I don't know what their exact title is, but yeah. essentially like you, ha- like you can't just like do something and say, Oh, he set a record. Like you have to like call and like confirm an appointment more or less. And then mm-hmm. like see if they want to send somebody. So, like, I would imagine you'd have to convince them that this is a record worth creating. And then they'd have to send somebody to watch you for as long as the duration would take between, you know, you pee on Monday at 5 p.m. And then the guy is sitting with you until until you have to pee again, I suppose. So it might be a day or two or three, I would imagine, would be probably the human limit. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, interesting. So interesting conversation.
1: Yeah. Well, when you logged on, as always, you mm-hmm. come up with these unique names. And, you know, my name is Minnesota Tim. And before you've had different names, whatever they are. And I laughed my balls off as soon as I saw your name. <laughs> People say I changed the game. <laughs> you wanna explain how you changed the game?
2: Well um by putting new names on my podcast here, the podcast, yeah. I I changed the game. You changed the game. Um let's see my Uh, Jake's takes in the Herald Journal newspaper changed the, you know... Tell you what? The newspaper game. Absolutely. Uh, Let's see, what else? How else have I changed the game? Open gym basketball. Open gym basketball transition threes changed the way basketball has been played. I mean,
1: Um, were we doing the transition basketball three before Steph Curry entered the league? Yeah. But yeah. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> no one ever wants to give us the credit for that. No one ever gives us the credit, besides Bruce. Bruce, Bruce would give us the Bruce credit.
2: Bruce would give the credit. Yeah, I don't know um, if Bruce is a
1: listener. What are the
2: odds that Bruce is a listener? Well, he used to listen. If you remember, way way back in the St. Cloud days, yeah, he listened to the Saturday show, and he always critiqued our uh, our like video plugs. He did. Yeah, Bruce, so. if you're listening, send us a text message. Oh, there you go. That's I like it. A little test. Yeah. Anyone else you want to test while we're on the topic?
1: Actually, I do wonder who listens to the podcast. So if you are listening to the podcast,
2: text Why don't you go us. ahead? What's that? That's the. I was sorry. I was jumping on. Was, te- text either one of us. Well, I was
1: gonna say maybe or, there's people that don't have our numbers because how 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 the podcast has grown. Sure. Why don't you DM me or Jacob? DM a direct message on Twitter, mm. Minnesota Tim One or JJ underscore Wando, or you could do it on Facebook. Um, the Minnesota Tim page, you can message the Minnesota Tim page too. So mm-hmm. DM so. us. We want to
2: know who our listeners are. That'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. That'd be, and Caleb fails. You don't have to text us. We know. Yes.
1: <laughs> Caleb fails. We know you're a loyal listener.
2: Yeah. So anyway, so there's, I mean, the, the, ways, you know, I changed the game in so many ways, there's so many vast ways. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. People have said that about me, by the way, not just myself. Yeah. Well,
1: that's the way to do it is when
2: other people say it about you. Let other people compliment you. That's the Mm -hmm. way to go.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you saw this story in the news, but this story came out yesterday. Carl Anthony Towns made a quote. He
2: did? (laughs) Yeah. Why does he have a quote? It's like the off season. They're not really doing anything right now.
1: Yeah. Good question. He was on Pat Beverly's podcast. Oh, okay, he said, "When my time's up and I retire, there's going to be people who are going to say that I
2: changed the game." Oh, what a coincidence! <laughs> I didn't, I, I did not know he said that. Yeah, you know, I was working at Shatterbook last night, so I didn't, you know, I was busy. Mm-hmm. Um, check, you know, I didn't check my phone. Uh, I, I just got a text, by the way. You just got a text from Bruce? <laughs> no. Who is the only person that can text us if they're listening to the podcast? <laughs> your wife? I just figured I didn't know if Bruce was at your house. <laughs> no, from the bedroom, a text that says, "I don't listen to the podcast." <laughs> that was rude. <laughs> That's hilarious. She is listening right now. So she, yeah, she listens to most of it every time because she's in the house.
1: If Holly would, w- if Holly theoretically gave a review do you think should give a five
2: star review like in no nah, i'd probably get three 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 stars well three and it would all be for you the reason it wouldn't be five would be me really i don't know no. i feel like that's what the husband and wife joke would say like oh, sure. <laughs> my spouse hates me <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh that's good um, uh, but anyway, so what do you think about Carl Anthony Towns theoretically changing the game when he retires?
2: I guess I didn't I'm, you'll find this a surprise. I'm not an avid Pat Beverly podcast listener, although I'm guessing that's probably an interesting one because he's kind of crazy. yeah um, but I don't know, so I don't know the context of which he's thinking he changed the game, but that's what I would like in what way because like, as a shooting big man, There's some potential, but I don't know that it's a change the game situation because like guys like Dirk exist and or existed before him. And there's been some guys that were his height that could shoot and score from different, you know, perimeter locations. Um, I mean, even Nikola Jokic,
1: I mean, they play roughly the same position. They're big men in the league. Yeah. And Jokic does everything that Carl Anthony Towns does, but way better.
2: Yep. Besides the shoot, the three-point shooting, strictly. Yeah. Used, but everything else, Jokic does better. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's the amount of complaints <laughs> or the amount of times. This will be great for the podcast. He has his hands... Oh, like, oh. <gasps> <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean? I think people will know, actually. Yeah, the, up, exactly, the hands man. up and the old face that he's making as he's complaining to the refs. Um, maybe it's the... Lack of playoff wins that will be, you know, for a star of his caliber, the least amount of playoff wins so that changed the game, yeah. redefined how teams thought they should build. No, I don't, I don't know what he even means. It's just, we've talked about talents. He's the most unaware person, you know, when it comes to NBA stars. Like he talks like he's, uh, you know, 10 time all-star season veteran championships and playoff proven and all this stuff and it's like you know you can't nobody can really change the game unless you've been successful and individually he's had some spurts of success obviously and like talent wise he's he's up there offensively speaking. Um, but there's so many holes to his game in terms of you know we're, we're critiquing him as a like your team leading superstar. Mm -hmm. It's like, if you put him as your second or third best player, a lot of those holes kind of don't matter as much, Mm -hmm. but you know, for eight years of his career, he's supposed to be our number one guy that's leading us to new places. And he's never been that guy, Um, which makes those you know, critiquing those holes makes it okay because he's supposed to be that guy. And he's trying to act like that guy. He thinks he's that guy. And a lot of it, you know, just doesn't happen. So yeah, I don't really know what he means. He's pretty tone deaf, self uh, not self aware. Um, I think Minnesota fans, for the most part, are kind of tired of him, especially mm-hmm. since Ant is so lovable and fun and exciting and young. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I think they're going to run it back next year, but seems like uh, it. But Towns, uh, there's always that potential. It seems like I don't know that they're like set on him. So. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, yeah, I couldn't say anything else that have would you, add to the, the conversation. Game? Have you well, changed the game? Have I changed the game? Oof. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what game I changed.
2: Hmm. I'm not in the class of Jake and Towns. Well, you I would say like the way you developed your career maybe changed oh. the game. Well, there you go. Yeah. Kind of the grind in Washington D.C. I feel like a lot of people wouldn't do that grind anymore. You yeah. maybe were an inspiration. You changed the game. i changed to, the game. Yeah, yeah, changed the game. That's what I do. Well, I mean, you also are probably the best. I'm letting other people say it about me. Sure, I'll continue to, you know, heap praise onto you. Um, you're probably the best quarterback with in the world with one of those footballs that is flat on one side those little like foam ones yeah why would that- he say that huh why would you say that I just think you're the best quarterback oh okay or or that. or the ones that are like the front is a football then it's got like this long like the the shaft and then like the fins on the back you know that kind mm-hmm. of the whistling football the whistling football you're good at that one too mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. well, I appreciate it. Your, your
1: your your mind is just like remembering so many different things today. I love your town's take. Seriously, that's like one of my favorite takes that you've ever had. And, you know, your mind is just sharp. You have like a sharp Trabby. mind. Yeah. Trabby. Yeah. Anyway, are you drinking coffee yet?
2: Not this morning, no. Oh, wow. You've even done this before coffee. Yeah, I just kind of woke up at 5.50, so. Yeah. I'll go get that going after this. So uh, this
1: other topic that we need to dive into, and this was the controversy here, because it was either you're going to come out. I didn't expect you to come with the town's name tag. People say I changed the game. This is the name tag that I thought you were going to come with some iteration or variation of this. So this week during OTAs, And as soon as I saw this, I'm like, oh, man, this is a podcast topic with Jake on the podcast. And um, for the Minnesota Vikings, Kirk Cousins had this idea to have a Jersey Day
2: at OTAs. Mm. I saw one little clip about it, but I didn't really see what went down. So this actually would probably be news to me what happened.
1: Okay. Okay. So, players, doesn't look like every player, but several players wore jerseys to OTAs. Mm-hmm. I see a Charlie Conway. I don't know who wore that one. I just see it in the background. I see Kirk Cousins wore an Allen Iverson Georgetown jersey, I think. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Um, I don't know. It, it's hard to see other ones.
2: But you are. There was, a, there was a Bibby one, I think, Grizzlies or something. That's the one. one. Yeah. So,
1: Byron Murphy Jr., the player the Vikings signed in the offseason, the cornerback from Arizona that they signed. Oh, yeah. Won the contest by wearing a Mike Bibby Vancouver Ooh. Grizzlies number 10 jersey.
2: That is that is
1: nice. Yes. Is very nice. But something that I know you're fond of is jerseys. Jacob mm-hmm. has a closet full of jerseys.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I want to know what you would have come with to this competition, and if you think you would have won. I I think you would have. I I feel like I know which jersey you would have came with, and I feel like you would have been right up there in the final
2: three. I yeah. So college, I got a bunch of jerseys. I don't remember the last time. I don't really wear them anymore, unless there's like a school day that is a jersey day or something like that. But. Let me think. So you have College jerseys? I just thought you had NBA ones. No, I meant like I bought them all when I like I wore oh, them a oh, lot yes. when I was in college. And then now yeah. I, you know I don't wear them as much anymore. Um I did although I will say I tried to get one of my I, I wanted a Brian Scalabrini USC jersey. <laughs> <laughs> that would have won. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause he was kind of fire at USC. He averaged like fifteen a game. He was good. That is good. Which is amazing that you know you can go to the NBA and be absolutely worthless. But um, I don't know which one, so I, I'll say t- off the top of my head the ones, um, Red Reggie Miller with the the Pacers one with like the stripes across the front. Mm-hmm. That's like, beautiful. Kinda, the, the beautiful yet ugly ones, right? Mm-hmm. They're kind of hard to look at, but that that's what makes them beautiful. Um, that one would have been solid. I have regular KG. That would have been probably not. Pick um, Tim Duncan, same thing. Cool, but not unique. Um, Gary Payton with the Sonics—that was mm. all right. Just because people really like and people really like that Sonics jersey too. That one's cool. Um, the Bucks—I have Ray Allen with the purple deer on it. Mm. That one's cool. That's really good. I like that one. I a like lot. the Bucks jersey. Yep, Bucks logo was cool back then. I feel like my favorite probably would be—I miss. Oh, I have one or two. I know what my might- my pick would be because of, I'm biased, but then the the better one probably. My pick would be Stayakovic with the Kings. Got a purple Stayakovic jersey. That'd be my mm. favorite. Asia. That'd be fun. But the one that probably would have the best chance of winning, I have Kyle Corver with the Hawks. I didn't know I did <laughs> not know you had that one. But it's the red and it's their throwback Hawks jersey. It's <laughs> so like the red and yellow stripes, like when they played like the nineties, you know? Mm-hmm. Like Spud Webb and, uh, what's his name? Dominique Hawkins. Dominique Wilkins, yeah. Wilkins, Hawkins, yeah. Hawkins, that's, it was Hawkins. Um,
1: I don't know, Troy Hawkins. Hawkins. Hershey Hawkins. Hershey Hawkins. He was a Hawks player, I think,
2: yeah. Hmm. Um, Anyway, yeah, Dominique Wilkins. So, yeah, it's Kyle Korver with the red and yellow stripes across it, which is pretty, pretty cool. So, that'd probably be my pick.
1: I think you would have had a good chance to win. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the the
2: Grizzlies one's more famous though, but I don't know. I thought you had a Brian Scalabrini Celtics jersey. I don't. I got like one of those t shirt jerseys back in the day. Mm. Like, like just like on of cotton. So like yeah, not quite technically. Okay.
1: I thought that's what you, I, I thought you had one of those, so that's what I thought you were gonna come with, a Brian
2: Skelrini. Also Rondo and KG with the Celtics. I have a custom Celtics Wandersey one. Do you think that would have played well? <laughs> Probably not probably not yeah
1: there's this other story out there thank you for sharing your jerseys because i know you have a fun list of them and that was just right off the top of your head you you're just you're just firing on all cylinders firing on all sp- cylinders. yes you're a straight fire justin jefferson showed up to otas mm-hmm. stefan diggs missed the first mm. day of otas but then showed up for the second day to be fair to stefan diggs um do you have any thoughts on justin jefferson showing up and uh, are you
2: surprised by that? Are you shocked or not? Well, that, just, I guess this is a small tangent, first of all. Why does the NFL even have mandatory two-day camp in June anymore? You know what I mean? Like, what, what does it accomplish? So, I, so they have, like, the rookie camp. That makes sense, right? You want to get your rookies in the building, get in the playbooks, run through some practice with them, blah, 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 blah. Makes sense. I get having some sort of voluntary thing, especially for veterans who want to w- work with those rookies, fringe guys who want to get better, right? All those kind of situations. I totally get having something, but what is, what do they accomplish? What is the point of having a two day mini camp that is a requirement? I feel like all it does is create controversy publicly speaking, right? Cause our guys going to show up or not? Um, and all this different, you know, People who skip it, suspensions and not suspensions, I guess, but fines, you know, and I just, I don't know what they accomplish in those two days that makes their team that much better That it's worth. You know, the Stefan dig stories, because there always is. He's not the first guy, you know, Daniel Hunter didn't mm-hmm. show up and like mm-hmm. it's, it happens all the time and it creates problems. I feel like more than it really solves anything. So uh, the anyway, that's a, only two days long. This one is the, the mini camp thing. Really? It's I, only two days long. I did not know that. I believe so. Hmm. That is you crazy. Can double, you can double check me, but I'm pretty sure the, min, the mini camp, the mandatory mini camp, <laughs> is, I believe, just a two day thing. Wow. That is stupid. Yeah. And didn't the Bills like, cancel theirs yesterday? I thought I saw. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Anyway, yeah. Digs, uh, I did see a lot of people kind of doing the like, Hey, we've seen this story before. Hey, we told you, like that sort of thing. Um, three
1: days, mandatory three days. minicamp.
2: Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, I, my point still stands that what is, I just don't know what you're, I don't know. What you're getting done in three days. Yeah, that it's such, to make such a big deal about it, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, Diggs is, you know, a diva a little bit. Mm hmm. You know, he was ended his season last year, being really mad at one of the best quarterbacks in the entire league, Josh Allen. Um, you know, doesn't really make sense to me. He probably will calm down, and some. You know, he did. He was there. The, the weird part was like there was conflicting reports. Right, he was there, but like didn't show up. His agent thought he was going to be there. The team said no. He never showed up. But then. They saw him. It was like a weird, like, ambiguous situation. Mm, um, ambiguous. That's a fun one. Ambiguous. Word. Yeah. What's but, that but, mean? Like, I don't know What's how, how to describe it. Like, ambiguous. How not do you spell clear. that? Oh, okay. Ambiguous. Like, there you go. I
1: found it. Ambiguous. Like,
2: it wasn't ambiguous. Clear, it wasn't,
1: um, okay. Open to more than one interpretation, having a double meaning. Unclear or inexact because a choice between alternatives has not been made. Yeah.
2: Hmm. There we go. Like it's like the Vikings, you could say maybe have an ambiguous backfield situation, right? Because we don't know who are, who's going to get all of our reps. Is it, you know, Madison? Is it McBride? Is it Nuwangu? Right. Mm-hmm. So it's an ambiguous backfield. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. It's, I will say, I mean, the Jefferson thing will be interesting, right? Because, It'll all just be simple if the Vikings do decide to make him the highest paid player. Which they will. Which Anything, I, you, you know. assume they have to, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as long as that happens, he seems like he will have no reason to complain. Um, Kirk gets in the ball a lot. He sets a lot of records, and he's one of the best le- players in the league, um, skill position wise, especially if you're looking at that. So, you know, he has no reason to complain. He's there. Sounds like they're working on it. I'm sure. Is
1: there room? for a conversation, theoretical conversation, a lot of theoretical conversations today. Is there a room for a theoretical conversation about trading
2: Justin Jefferson for five or six first-round picks? I mean, it probably depends what the price would be. So I suppose there would be. If if you were, like, on first take and needed a topic, it's probably something you could talk about. (laughs) That's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Part, the Vikings are in a weird situation because I did see, like, they basically, you know, they're kind of probably done negotiating with Kirk for this year and they're just going to let him play it out and see what happens next year. Mm-hmm. It does seem like they want to get that rookie and move on next year. It does, yeah. But
1: we're kind of see- in that f- interesting balancing act. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not tanking totally. We're not a Super Bowl team. We're, Mm -hmm. like, right in the middle. And last year, we won, like, 13 games or whatever, and it was a crazy season of winning all these games that were down to the wire and so close. Mm -hmm. But we're kind of like, are we tanking? Are we not tanking? Are we trying to win? Are we not trying to win? They keep on calling it a competitive rebuild, Mm -hmm. which time will tell how this goes, but I do have my wonders about the approach that the Vikings are taking with all of
2: this. It is interesting. I mean, the biggest thing is the quarterback because the rest of the decisions don't bother me as like a tank if for taking situation, because offensively getting rid of Cook, like I think Madison can be eighty percent of Cook. I get the money savings, like, you know, you've seen all the different sets, the Super Bowl winning team, the quarter or the running back salary, and like you look the last ten years and every single starting running back salary is like 000, 000, 000, yeah. A million dollars, eight hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, they had points. to get rid like, of Cook. Yeah, I I get that. Like, I think offensively that they can still be one of the better offenses in the league without Cook. It'll be mm-hmm. a little bit harder, but I, you know they can get it done with, Hawkinson and Jefferson. And the line was a little bit better last year, and things like that. Cousins will be great, you know. So, and defensively, like we got rid of a lot of guys, but we got rid of a lot of guys from the worst defense in the league. So, like, it's true. You know, it's older guys that. Maybe, yeah, they were still making some plays, but maybe if you do bring in younger, better players, like maybe it can actually improve. you know, even bringing in Murphy, like, you know, that's a sign of a team that's still trying to win, obviously mm-hmm. because he's you know that's a decent contract for a guy in his prime, you know, that you wouldn't do if you were really trying to not, you know be competitive. So I just the cousins thing is the interest I, I think if you had to ask them deep down, I think they know Cousins gives them a chance to be basically a minimum of 500 every single season with a ceiling of probably last year. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd hope you'd win a playoff game or two, but you know you're probably not going to win the Super Bowl unless the stars really align. I th- I think deep down they know that and they that's why they want to consider moving on. Not necessarily because they don't want to you know, they like Kirk Cousins. They they understand that he gives them in a puts them in a good position to win a lot of games. Um, but he doesn't really put you in a position to win a Super Bowl. And I think that's what, you know, that's what everybody's looking for, right? So finding that guy that's going to get you over the hump um, is why I think they're intrigued and um, moving on from Kirk, even though he's been obviously a very effective quarterback. So Yeah.
1: Hmm. Well, <laughs> another fire take from Jake. Did like, I was coming in with this, like, man, this competitive rebuild. I'm not sure. I mean, but but then you
2: look at the defenders that get rid of Peterson, Kendricks. Yeah, Kendricks is They're the where It's like he seemed like he's still solid. But that, but even him, he's you slow. can see he's slow. He's lost a step. He's missed more tackles than he's missed in the past. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he still was effective, but he's not the Kendricks of the last couple of years. So even getting rid of him kind of maybe before he really drops off makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I, like I said, it, it makes sense, you know, or it, it could make sense, right. If you replace them with the young guys that end up working out.
1: So mm-hmm. since you've been so on fire today, should the Vikings trade extend or just let Daniel Hunter play out his contract?
2: Yeah, I don't know. He seems like he might be feisty. You know, he skipped mandatory minicamp. Um, <laughs> it's a big deal. A big deal. Um, but, I mean, he... I don't know. It doesn't seem like he's very happy. I, I don't know what you're going to do with him, though, because he's so hurt. I think if you, can, if you can trade him for something of value, mm-hmm. it's probably worth doing. Um, just so then you can have more assets if you do. You know, if we go... and 11-6, and and make the playoffs again, but they are interested in moving off Kirk, right? All the more draft capital you can have to potentially trade up or go get a quarterback of some kind, right? Mm -hmm. Every pick you have helps with that. So if you can trade him for like a second and a fifth or a second and a fourth or whatever it ends up being, you know, something to consider. But obviously, he's still an a incredibly effective player when he's healthy. So it mm-hmm. right. just depends on his attitude and his health. I would say they know that better than any of us would ever know that. So, yeah, you know. Good point. If he's healthy and he's ha- you know happy to resign and the Vikings can make it work, I'm guessing they'll sign him. If he's already kind of upset and the Vikings don't think he's worth it, then we'll probably see a trade because somebody will want him. Somebody will be tempted.
1: Mm-hmm. Just depends on what you can get back for him.
2: Yep. Uh, do you have anything else that you wanted to touch on? You gonna watch the? Do you have Netflix? Yeah, the quarterback – The yeah, quarterbacks. Looks, I mean, that looks really good. No, they. You don't know before a season, but they couldn't have picked like three better quarterbacks to follow mm-hmm. because they picked Mariota, who like so you see like he had a rough year, lost his job half you know towards the end of the year, like you you get to see like the struggle of being a quarterback in the NFL.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You got Kirk is kind of the middle guy, but he had an insane season and the team had an insane season out of nowhere with tons of comeback wins, Colts, Bills, whatever. Right. And then you have Mahone who's the top class. <laughs> so I think, I think the documentary people stumbled into three really good quarterbacks to do that for. So I think it'll be really good. Yeah, whether you are a Vikings fan or a Chiefs fan or a Falcons fan, I think generally everybody will be happy. So,
1: yeah, I think it'll be a good show too. I told my wife about it yesterday, and um, I think it's going to be top of the line. And yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm, I'm going to be out of town on a mission trip when it first comes out. Sure. But when we get back, I am going to be tuned in to Quarterback on Netflix.
2: Well, I, I believe it was made by Mahomes, like, production company. So, like, it'll – I mean, that I'm assuming he put a lot of money into that. and that, I think that'll make – you know, I would assume it'll be good quality. And it'll put the guys in a good light, too. Like, I you know, Marriott fun to watch and Cousins and, like I said, Mahomes, obviously. So, yeah, I think it will be a pretty good – pretty good. It'll probably be the most. one won the Super
1: Bowl. Right. Biggest name in the game.
2: Yeah. That's okay, though, too. He's an, it seems like he's a fun dude, interesting dude. Mm-hmm.
1: So. Um, do you have anything else that
2: you wanted to touch on? No?
1: I think your goal this week should be to get Holly to five
2: star review of the podcast. Oh, to re- write, review, review and rate the podcast?
1: Yeah, yeah. And even if she doesn't, just take your phone and do it anyways.
2: Holly, any interest in reviewing and rating the podcast? Uh, is that a head shake of a no? Out of five stars, what would you give it? Is that a five? Is that a here a five? Uh, you heard an emphatic and enthusiastic five, yes. Yeah. Good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, is there anything else you wanted to touch on? I don't think so.
1: Okay. Well, I did have one story that I wanted to share that we didn't get to. Um, it's about our stroller. <laughs> There's a stroller story that I have in my back pocket that just didn't seem right this week because there are so many sports stories to talk about. So next week, maybe we'll get to that.
2: I know it was probably on your mind the whole time, but it's not a bit that until you said, I have one more story, I hadn't even thought of the stroller. <laughs> I didn't even i didn't even cross my mind once in the 34 minutes until you said oh, I have a story I was like oh yeah I have a stroller
1: <laughs> maybe we'll wait till
2: next week maybe okay next week yeah
1: maybe next week so if you want to stay tuned to the podcast make sure you check it out next week to hear this amazing stroller story
2: maybe we'll get to it <laughs> this stroller better have like you know maybe like Deflected bullets or like stopped a car or saved a baby animal of some kind. Like, they've been that the stakes are high for the story at this point. Pretty good story. Okay, I'm excited to hear it next week. It's about
1: putting together the stroller, not necessarily Mm. about what the stroller did.
2: Got it. Okay, about something that I did while putting the stroller. Okay, that's like even more of a tease. You're teasing more details about it. Mm -hmm. That's people are on the edge of their seat. I can tell, I'm sure. I'm just getting texts all now, right now, all the like tons of people are texting about excitement for the stroller story. Bruce, even just text no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was trying to predict the future if we could time it perfectly. Maybe he's
1: texting you thinking the stroller story is gonna come out today, but it's really gonna come out next
2: week. Oh, true. Yeah, he's been waiting for it for weeks. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably. yeah. Well anyway, Jacob, thank you as always for joining the pod. Thank you, friend
1: you have a mission this week to five-star review the podcast on Holly's phone? I can do that. I already did it on Haley's phone, so I expect you to do it on Holly's phone. I can do it. I just need to keep on pumping out more kids to continue to give them phones and then five-star review the podcast. (laughs) We have a whole youth group. That should be a bunch. That's true. That's true. Maybe I should take them through a five-star review lesson.
2: There you go. And how it's spiritual.
1: Right, how God loves people who five-star you in this podcast.
2: It's being a good Samaritan.
1: Yes, absolutely. Well, everyone, thank you for tuning into the pod today. I'm sorry my audio changed in the final five minutes. Duties needed to be accomplished. Um, Jacob, as always, thank you for your time. <laughs> thank you.